Hey there, it's Patrick, host and producer of the Self-Control Podcast. Really want to thank those of you who are listening to this show, whether it's on Apple or Google or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're finding this show useful, I would sure appreciate if you could just take a minute to follow us and leave a review. That goes a long way in bumping up this show in the algorithm so that other people who have not found it can soon find it. As well, on Spotify, take advantage of that Q&A section where at the bottom of every episode it will say, what did you think of the episode? And feel free to leave a comment because I will see it. All of this sort of engagement, following, reviewing, it really helps sort of make this show more visible so that other people can get the most out of it as you hopefully are as well. Also want to let you know, if you're listening to this show on, on audio platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, we do also have a YouTube channel that I will link to in the notes for this episode. Uh, you know, whether you want to see my sweaty face and my messed up hair as I spout off these uh, wacky and wild words of wisdom, <laughs> that's there for you. Pretty much every episode now has a video component to it. As well, I'm starting to put up some short content on the YouTube that you can only get on YouTube. So, you know, I know some of these episodes, they go on 20, 30 minutes. Uh, if, you're, if you're looking to maybe just get some more impact, some more value in a shorter amount of time. I'm starting to take kind of the, the best bits of these episodes going forward and releasing them as clips on the YouTube. And I'm already seeing that some of them are starting to catch catch fire and get over 100 views and into 200 views. So I think that there's a, a market for me maybe saying a little less and I'm finding a way to do that now where I can take the spirit or the best moments of those episodes and put them up on YouTube. So I would sure appreciate that if you're enjoying this show, if you're following this show on your audio platform, head over to the YouTube, you know, give us a follow, like some of those videos, leave a comment. You know, I'd love to hear from anyone who's enjoying this show or not <laughs> and uh, keep that discussion going. And we're going to start to hopefully build a community. And I would love to have you be an early adopter, you know, one of the first members in the self-control community. All right, let's get into this. So as you know, I spend a fair bit of time trolling around on, on, on some Facebook groups, the self-improvement groups, and trying to chip in, trying to answer questions. And every so often, something comes across my desk that I, comes across my feed that I just have to uh, think about. And it really, it was a challenging question. It was a very simple question. Gentleman in the group simply asked, how do you stay mentally healthy? And, you know, first of all, for him, that's a great question to ask because he's going to probably get a lot, a lot of answers and then he can do what he wants with that conversation. But it really got me thinking, how do I stay mentally healthy? I mean, am I mentally healthy? <laughs> I'd like to think that yes, and I would say that my mental health has been steadily improving over the last few years. You know, without even thinking about it, without even really, um, which is interesting, but without thinking too much, my sort of immediate response was this. I limit what goes in and I maximize what goes out. And, the, and so... I posted that and then I had to think, well, what the hell did I mean by that? Limit what goes in and maximize what goes out. So I did my due diligence and I actually thought about what I was saying, <laughs> thought about what I was supposedly thinking. And I think that this actually makes sense on two different levels. So today's episode, quick and dirty, I want to just give you two ways in which I limit what goes in maximize what goes out of myself, of my life, of my body, as we'll soon discover. And I believe that this leads to an increased or an overall well-being and an increase or an improvement in my mental health. I'd like to share these with you in the hopes that maybe you can 
chew, chew on these for yourself and, and let me know if they work for you. So let's get into it. So this idea of limiting what goes in and maximizing what goes out, immediately that applies to the idea of nutrition. You know, we cannot overlook the connection between our gut and our brain. What we eat, how we eat, no doubt affects our mental health. Now, of course, as far as what we eat, when we eat, why we eat, everybody is different. And as you know, I'm not ever going to come on this show and tell you to eat like I eat or eat this way or don't eat this, don't eat that. I simply can't do that. Now, speaking for myself again, limiting what goes into my body occurs in two ways. Fasting, intermittent fasting, and calorie and macronutrient tracking. So as far as intermittent fasting goes, there's a million ways that you can inform yourself on this. But for me, it simply means not eating uh, for a period of about 16 hours. So I have a window of eight hours where I'm eating. That's usually about between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. And the remainder, the other 16 hours of the day, I'm not eating. Fasting is really that simple. And periodically, maybe two or three times a month, I'll do a 24-hour fast just to really <laughs> test myself, to really clean myself out. Now, as well, when I am eating, I'm also limiting what goes in by eating in a calorie deficit. And I'm limiting how many carbohydrates I get. I'm keeping the protein and the fat where they need to be. I'm not going to go too, too into detail on this because the point, we have to, we have to stick with the main point here. Limiting what goes into our body is going to improve our mental health. At least that's my case. Limiting what goes into my body has improved my mental health. Now, Right off the bat, when it comes to fasting, when it comes to eating just enough or maybe just not quite enough, so you're burning fat, I have found improved cognition, right? I'm sharper mentally. I have more energy. I can more easily, uh, I find ideas come to me more easily and I am more eat, more willing. I have more energy to pursue those ideas, to take an idea and mold it into a, into a podcast, into a journal entry. And, you know, ideas come to me when I'm not constantly bogged down by digestion, and I should say too, this isn't a question of going hungry or always feeling hungry. Um, I eat enough to to feel satisfied, maybe not completely bloated, but I would say that extreme hunger is not going to help your mental health. It's not going to help your mood at all, at least over the long term. A little bit of hunger is not a bad thing. In fact, I would say this calorie restriction, um, this eating only whole foods, these the practice of intermittent fasting, it has allowed me to build... Um, a sort of armor of mental toughness. It's like, if, well, if I can do that, I can get through, I'm practiced and I'm ready to get through other challenges that life may throw my way. And it sort of teaches me that I can, I can do things in my life. I can work without a constant reward. And again, I'm no angel. I drink, I eat a lot. I'm not perfect seven days a week, but again, consistency over the long term you know, five out, of, five out of seven days has led to this increased cognition and uh, or improved cognition and mental toughness. Also, because I plan my meals, I know exactly what I'm going to eat, when I'm going to eat. There's no stress. There's none of this. What's for supper today? Oh, what am I going to make? And, you know, I understand if you have children, you have other people you need to feed it. It'd be a larger project, but, you know, creating a menu, creating a spreadsheet, really digging into to how you should eat, uh, it, it will go a long way in your mental health. And it, it's important to note that, you know, digestion, it's a very intense process for the body. And again, I'm not a nutritionist, but speaking from a little bit of research that I've done, constantly eating, constantly digesting, it actually prevents our body from doing the rest and the repair work that it needs to do in other 
you know, in other processes, right? So if it's constantly digesting food, we're not necessarily getting to do what's called autophagy, which is eating, eating ourself. In fact, if we're constantly digesting our food, our body doesn't have time to sort of recycle the, the dead cells and the, the stuff that's been used up and move it out the back door, so to speak. Also with constantly eating, there can be problems with inflammation and that can lead to all areas of, of mental health disruption. Again, I'm not going to go too deep into these things. I think the point remains, if you're looking to maybe improve your mental health, do, do the due diligence, do yourself a favor and really dig into how you're going to eat. And, you know, I've spoken about addiction on this show. If, if food addiction is a problem, there's ways you can begin to work on that as well. Now, I'm also not going to go too, too deep into this, but you might imagine that the maxim, remember what we started was limit what goes in maximize what goes out. So when we're talking about limiting what we eat, we also have to maximize, you know what I'm talking about. Now, I have said <laughs> to my friends and family that this year has been the year of strange digestion for me. Right at the end of last year, I quit drinking coffee and that really affected my, let's say, elimination, my the end stage of my digestion. Um, so it's been a challenge to to become regular again without without coffee. And I can say, and this is not a plug, this is not anything. Again, do your own research. Um, there's a company out of the States called InnoSupps, I-N-N-O Supplements, and they make a product called the InnoCleanse. And um, <laughs> that is a laxative on steroids. It's almost alarming. It's apparently completely healthy. It's 100% herbal. You have to sort of prepare yourself for it. But uh, I would say if if irregularity or constipation or you're struggling with digestion, look into InnoCleanse, look into InnoSupps. I have nothing but good things to say about them. But it's also been, you know, learning that, okay, I need to work on hydration. I need to work on always walking, moving, not eating too much so that I can properly digest and have that, have that, uh, that sort of end stage, that, that movement, if you will. So I don't want to completely disgust you any further than I already have, but let's take it home and think about that. My mental health has greatly improved when I'm limiting, I'm tracking, I'm mindfully aware of what's going into me, and I'm doing my best to make sure that what needs to go out of me is going out. So this idea of limiting what goes in and maximizing what goes out also applies to my, what I would call mental diet. Now, I don't know if you've noticed over the past few years, there's been a trend where you know, you watch a, a video, you see something on social media, you listen to a podcast, you see a movie. That's all been referred to as consuming content. And it, it exactly is consuming. We take those ideas in and they blend with whatever's already going on inside our mental landscape for better or for worse. So again, I'm not telling you to not consume things. I require you to consume this podcast for me to have <laughs> any amount of success with it. But let me just tell you quickly the ways in which I've limited what goes into my body on a mental level. Number one, I watch very little news. And you know, right there, the objection is, well, you have to be informed. It's like, yeah, you do have to be informed. I'm not saying I don't try and inform myself in certain ways, but I'm not sitting down to watch the nightly news and be bombarded with, with bad news. As we know, there's not much good news on the news. I also try and limit my exposure to social media. You know, I, I am a pretty, <laughs> I won't lie, I spend a fair bit of time on Twitter. Limiting how much time I spend on social media, it limits the amount of how many people's voices goes into my head, how many outside ideas go into my head. Now, 
by the same token, on Twitter, I do see a lot of great ideas. So it is also a matter of if you are using social media to really um, curate your newsfeed, you know, if you see something you don't like, you know, challenge yourself or else unfollow, get rid of it, block, mute, whatever you need to do. You can build what my friend calls a pristine timeline where you're seeing things that you can you know, be challenged by, things that make you laugh, things that make you feel good maybe, and things that at least keep you abreast of what is going on in the world around you. But again, it's limiting the overall exposure to that. I watch very few movies, no reality TV, but again, I listen to my share of uh, comedy podcasts and, and spend time on Twitter. But really, it's about thinking and I guess mindfully being aware of how much of that time am I spending doing those things. So the flip side of that, of course, is maximize what goes out. Now, for me, this podcast is a huge way in which I expend energy, my ideas, my voices. And I would really, really recommend to you that, you know, if you're maybe having some mental health struggles, you feel anxious, you feel depressed, you feel lonely, you feel angry, find a way to express yourself if you're not already. Start a podcast, start a vlog, start a TikTok account, even though I'm not a huge proponent of TikTok. You know, pick up a camera, pick up a paintbrush. You might want to learn about something online. Further educate yourself on something. Stimulate that part of your mind, just like a, a muscle in your body. The muscle of your mind requires that work. It requires that repetition, that challenge, and that novelty. So as I said, for me, the podcast is huge. Also journaling, keeping a journal every night, writing, what did I do today? And I've said a lot on this show about that, so I won't go too much more into it writing in a notebook, working on my music, working on my visual art, photography, filmmaking, all of these really, they, they force me to have a high output. They force me to give more of myself, to explore more of myself. And the more that we do of that, the more we come to know about ourselves. And I suppose I would say that when my mental health was at its worst, at its worst, it was because I was not coming to know myself. I was not exploring myself. I was running from myself and things like Creative pursuits, projects, writing, music, you name it. You're, you creating something, you taking an idea from your mind and bringing it to life in the real world, that's a form of self-exploration and it will no doubt improve your mental health. And in the same vein, there's also something to be said about limiting what goes in as far as who you listen to, whose advice you take. You know, I've said before, it's hard to give advice, right? It's hard to really think that we could help another person. So to believe that someone could help you, you know, there might be one or two people in your life, or if you're lucky, there's many people in your life whose advice you trust. But I suppose this is a reminder for myself and to you to be mindful about whose ideas go into our head. And then do we take those ideas at face value? Or do we work on them? Do we make them work? Do we take the parts that work and rebuild them and apply them to ourselves? So I think overall, by limiting, or at least being mindful of what's going into my mind, What's, what's sort of building my mental landscape, hopefully it's mo mostly me doing the work of that building, it's really allowed my inner voice to become louder. It's, it's allowed my in intuition to become stronger when there's moments when I say, what's the problem right now? Why do I feel this way? What should I do? What, what's my long-term vision here? All these sort of <laughs> existential questions we often have, my intuition, my inner voice is now stronger and the answer as to how I should move forward becomes more apparent, more clear, much, much quicker. So I will leave it there for now and I'll simply challenge you 
to, to think about this for yourself. Does this make sense to limit what goes into your body and to maximize what goes out? Will that improve your mental health? And let me just ask you, think about this. What's going in and what's coming out? Are you expressing yourself fully or are you somewhat of a, a doormat or a, an open sewer hole for ideas? And, and I wouldn't say that you are that, but it's worth thinking about how much is coming in and how much is going out and are we bringing ourselves to bear upon the world or is the world bearing down upon us? We can change that balance and we may, at least I've found, we may have improved results in our mental health. So we'll leave it there for now. I thank you for listening. Thank you very much for watching. Again, please check out the YouTube channel for more content. Leave a review, follow us, subscribe, whatever you need to do so you aren't missing this content. Very happy to have you along. Let's build that community. Let's live that life we deserve. And until we speak again, please remember that better is possible.